0: I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. There are reports of widespread protests and fighting in Syria today, this despite ongoing diplomatic efforts to convince the Syrian government and its opponents to stop the violence. On Wednesday, the United Nations Security Council issued a call for both sides to seek a negotiated solution that's had little effect on the ground, though. The conflict in Syria is, for some, reminiscent of other instances when the international community failed to bring an end to violence. Reporter Matthew Brunwasser has more on that from Hatay in Turkey.
1: The conflict in Syria has for months now had all the signs of a mismatched contest. Mustafa Haj is a fighter from the rebel-free Syrian army. He just arrived in a Turkish refugee camp on Saturday. His unit was sleeping in the town of Janudia in Idlib province when someone called and said the military was on the way.
0: But we had no idea how big it would be. When the military came, we were armed only with light arms, and then they started shelling the town with tanks and mortars. We couldn't put up any resistance and had to run away into the mountains.
1: Haj Youssef says the rebels can't really put up a fight anywhere in Syria.
0: The regime has rockets, tanks, everything. What do we have? We have nothing. Yes, yes, we have some of the FSA left. They haven't all been killed. But they control only 10% of Syrian territory, and we're afraid to fight back. We don't have the organization or the weapons. If someone gets shot, he will die because no one can treat him. He has only God's mercy.
1: For observers of modern military conflicts, the situation in Syria is disturbingly familiar. Government pursues its national idea. Civilians die by the thousands. Diplomats demand action. Nothing happens.
0: It appears to me, from what I can read and see about Syria, that the only group of people who have actually learned from Bosnia are those doing the killing.
1: Emir Suljagic was detained in the Potocari battery factory in the eastern Bosnian town of Srebrenica in July of 1995. He's one of the few men who live to tell about it. At Srebrenica alone, about 8,000 were killed in Europe's biggest massacre since World War II. The UN estimates that about the same number have been killed in the year-long conflict between the Syrian regime and anti-regime demonstrators and fighters.
0: If we see how they're actually apply this violence in a very organized manner by cutting off population centers, indiscriminately shelling them, then overwhelming them by force, by destroying the evidence of the crimes that they perpetrated, you see Washington.
1: Until this week's agreement, the UN Security Council had been paralyzed by Russia and China, which used their veto twice to block action. Ole Solvang is a researcher with Human Rights Watch. The evidence on the ground that we're seeing is that the Syrian authorities interpreted this as a green light to go ahead and to stamp out the opposition, to stamp out these anti-government demonstrations once and for all, and that they had a short opportunity to do so, and it would be tolerated that they were using force to do so. But it's still unclear whether the UN plan brokered by envoy Kofi Annan will have any impact. Solvang says the UN's Human Rights Council in Geneva and the General Assembly in New York have already turned up international political pressure, and that economic sanctions are having an impact. There have also been some changes since Rebbenica. The Responsibility to Protect, a resolution passed by the UN General Assembly in 2005, requires states to stop mass atrocities. And it allows the international community to step in if a state doesn't. But Suligic is still afraid that the world won't take serious action unless there's another Srebrenica-scale disaster.
0: The price for getting involved in Bosnia was Srebrenica. Is that another price that that the Syrians are going to have to
1: pay? The Assad government has yet to respond to the Security Council plan. Protesters and fighters have long been saying that the violence used by the government against its people precludes talks. They insist that Assad give up power. However the diplomats end up stopping the bloodshed, it won't happen fast enough for Syria's civilians. For The World, I'm Matthew Brunwasser, Hatay, Turkey.